Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life, and I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. Make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am divorced, not dead. I'm a former Bravo TV star and now former wife. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said between each other, society, the sheets, and everything in the middle. And lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey. So buckle up. So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. And I'm so excited about today's episode because it's a good friend of mine and someone who totally inspires me and given me loads of advice over the time. And I love listening to and I love her story. So I thought I'd bring on my good friend, Dee Hilfiger, all the way from Miami today, lucky thing. One of the places that is actually open at the moment, right? It is so open. It's crazy, but maybe it's a little bit too open because there's still COVID and we had this whole huge spring break thing going on. So we're still testing. I'm still trying to be careful, but yeah, everything is open. It's almost like it's not going on. So you ha- it's harder to to stay, you know, careful because you sometimes forget. I'm so with you. I find it so confusing because, you know, look at England, you can't do anything. And then you look at, you know, where I am and where you are and yours is party central. I have so many friends in Miami right now living it up. Don't know what to, what to do. It's a nightmare. I've got to go back to London. It's taking me 20 days to get there pretty much because I have to get out of Dubai for 10 days. I have to go to Greece for 10 days. Then I have to get go in quarantine with my parents for another 10 days. So um, I don't know what that's going to be like. I don't know. It's just nuts. It's not something that's going to go away overnight. It's our new normal, which is why I think, you know, what Divorce Not Dead as a whole and all of these things, you know, the world being the way it is, it's sort of caused people to reevaluate their lives on so many levels. And, you know, I think we discussed yesterday what we want to talk about a little bit. What I really resonated with me was one of the conversations. And I think, you know, I get asked a lot, when do you know your marriage is over or how do you know, right? And when do you take the leap? And I think we're all so used to sort of wrapping ourselves in cotton wool and scared to take a leap of faith and things like that. And it's one of my biggest questions, when did you know that it was time? 
And I had that conversation in a way with you at dinner. And you've obviously done it before. And <laughs> no one wants to do it. And it's not an easy decision. How did you know? Because I, I knew when I was happier out of my house and in it. You know, I, I don't remember when there was a certain moment, but I will say that I think I knew it was over probably three years before I finally took the step. I think it was like at least three years. You know, it's, it's painful. I had two small children and you don't want to admit to yourself that you've made a mistake. And it's, it's such a difficult thing to do. I think it was one of the hardest things that I probably ever did in my lifetime. And I denied it and denied it and denied it just until it was just undeniable. And I had to do something about it. It was literally, I was just so unhappy. And the thought of continuing, I think I was in my, I was probably 38, you know, in my late thirties. And I thought, well, if I'm going to live another, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years, I just cannot live this way. And yeah, it was not easy. I think a lot of times as well. So there are two things there. One, when you're 38, I think we've been so preconditioned that we're too old that well, no one's yeah. ever going to love us again or we won't find anything again, anyone again. And if I don't, I mean, some of you can watch this on YouTube and the others that are listening, D looks about 25, no joke. Maybe not 25, but we're, we look at, like we're in our 30s. We look pretty bloody good. I think that those times have changed too, where we we look younger, we act younger, we live longer, we're more, more vital, reliving our youth for so much longer that, you know, it's crazy to think at 36 and, you know, that it was too late for you. And now when you look at your life now and how far you've come, I mean, would you change it for the world? Never, never. And I think I might've told you this story, but when I told my parents that I wanted to divorce, that my father, who's very, very traditional, you know, my parents have stayed married, stuck it out through thick and thin. My father, I remember told me, he said, he was very against that idea. And he said, you know, who's going to want you? you're almost 40 years old with two kids. And, you know, what my older son is on the autistic spectrum. He's, you know, and he literally said to me, what are you going to do? Who's going to want you? You're almost 40 and two kids and one that's, you know, has, has something. So it shook me, it shook me, but we all know our truths. And I, I remember I told him, I said, well, that's fine. I said, you know, look, I will literally live under a bridge eating canned beans if I have to, but I will be happier because I said, you prefer that or find me like hanging in a closet one day. I was that miserable. I mean, it's funny because it's always the one loved ones closest to you, the ones that are meant to sort of protect you as, you know, and say, go for it, live your truth that do sort of hold you back and because they, they are of that ilk and generation where they think exactly as you just said, stick it out. You know, this is what you do, that you have to do these things. It's expected of you. You have children now, you're 40, it's life is over. We know, or I know that at 40, life is just beginning, frankly. I mean, you know, it's the best part because if anything, you have no one to answer to anymore. You can really live your truth. And at the end of the day, if you don't like me, then don't see me again, no big deal. And you're right. I said the same thing to myself, which was I would be happier in a two bedroom flat with a flip down bed. And that's not to say he was a horrible man. He was a great man. You know, he's a great man. He just wasn't a great man for me and my type of personality, which is a lot for anyone. I get that. I wasn't able to be me. And if I see, you know, your relationship, you are exactly who you want to be. And look, you're married to a larger than life character that could 
overwhelm and consume your life, but it hasn't. You've made your own being out of being you. Regardless of the surname or anything else, you are exactly who you want to be. And I see that when you're out together, he lets you shine. You know, you're not overtaking each other. And that happens, That's a, you know, shows confidence in both of you. And mm -hmm. I think the other thing that people get confused about is that when you're 37 or 38, how do you know that it's like, you're not just bored because boredom does play a factor in any relationship, you know, at the end of the day, right? You, you go through a phase where, you know, I mean, I'm sure I, I mean, I've only had like one giant relationship like this, but I'm sure you people get the, what they call it, the seven year itch or the 10 year itch. And how do you know it's not just that? Oh, it definitely was not that. I mean, I think it was similar to exactly what you just said, actually, was that, you know, look, he's, he's a lovely man. He just was not the right person for me. We had a, and I think you had the same, we had a, a cultural <laughs> divide. I would say, you know, my ex-husband is Italian. I'm American. I think we had different ideas of the role of what the wife and mother, you know, that role is, and they were just very different. And I, you know, really didn't want to be contained to the kitchen cooking pasta and laundry room. I had other ideas, other ambitions. I went to a great high school, great colleges. You know, I just didn't feel right in that position. And looking back at it, it wasn't that he was a horrible husband or whatever. I just think, you know, ultimately it was just this cultural block, I would call it. Well, also and a disconnect. That was not boredom. You weren't going to settle. No, I know. And that's the thing. I knew mine wasn't boredom, but I get that question all the time going, how do you know this isn't just a phase? I mean, I knew, and you're right, in my head, I'd left a few years you know, before. So I think I got a lot of um, stick for when, you know, you all saw me sort of come out. And I, you know, in my head, I'd left before. And, and I always tell people, remember, not only had I left before, but by the time you announce something on Instagram, it's usually quite far in, right? You don't, you don't go, oh, hey, kids, you know, the day that I asked to get separated from my husband wasn't the day I shoved it up on Instagram. But I think these things take quite a long time. And I think you're right, it was the hardest day of my life walking into that office and saying that we need to talk because it's no, not easy for anyone. I don't care how cold people think I am or you can be because you've just moved on with your life. It's still a very, very hard, difficult decision to look someone in the eye and, and do something like that. But it's the right decision. And I think the other thing that people always ask me, which is, um, well, what if you don't have any money? Because, you know, everyone seems to think that I'm sort of, and, I, you know, my Instagram gives that because I'm an influencer and obviously I get all these lovely luxury holidays and I'm flown everywhere and it it's all looks, you know, like I'm a multi-billionaire, which I am not, as you all know. You know, but I think I get a lot of things like, well, you you know, it's easy for you, so easy for you to to go off and change your life. But, you know, you said you didn't have any money at that point too, right? Not a lot. I mean, you obviously need enough money that you have a roof over your head. Yes. You know, I, I went back. I mean, I had to move into a, a smaller place. You have to take a, a financial hit um, normally. And I did. And I was willing to do that. It was my choice. And I did that. And, you know, I was much happier living in a, in a smaller house with less money. And, you know, I carried on like that. And it was just, I had my freedom and I was, I had friends and I didn't have to answer to anybody. And I think I became a much better mom as a result, because I was happier, but I did take a financial hit. And I think most people do, you know, sometimes you have to take a step back to take a step forward and having that freedom, you know, enabled me to really evaluate what kind of things 
that I want to do. And I did want to work. And, you know, I wound up marrying Tommy who obviously, you know, is, is financially sound. And I'm in a situation where I don't really have to work, but I, I want to work. That was part of the problem, you know, in my previous marriage that I didn't have enough, let's say interests outside of the home besides, you know, it was just so consumed with him and the kid, you know, that was it. But I think you have to have, you don't have to work, but you have to have outside interests and hobbies for you. So let's take a little break from the show and let's discuss a skincare brand that really doesn't need an introduction. Elemis is the number one luxury British skincare brand that believes in truth and beauty. For over 30 years, they've introduced decadent formulations that respect the skin while delivering truly remarkable results that you can totally see and feel. With foundation in aromatherapy, a belief in science and a passion for nature, the luxury skincare wellness brand has created powerful results-driven products in skin-friendly formulations for over 30 years. Elemis is globally recognized. Quality, safety, and efficiency are in their DNA, and each groundbreaking formulation contains absolutely zero harmful ingredients. Renowned for their one-of-the-kind textures and signature aromatics, Elemis is committed to elevating your everyday skincare routine. Elemis believes in skin, wellness, proven results, feel-good skincare, and transparent innovation. I personally have started using their best-selling cleanser, Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm, and really wanted to try it for ages and absolutely love it. Elemis was kind enough to send me a jar, and let me tell you, the hype is real. It's so amazing. It has this unique, transformative texture that simply melts away every bit of makeup, grime, and daily impurities for soft, smooth, glowing skin. I love Pro Collagen Cleansing Balm so much, I want you to try it too. For almost 20% off, visit elemis.com, enter code NOTDEAD20, enjoy 20% off full-size products. Let's get back to the show. Once you've moved to your smaller apartment and you've done all that, how long do you go from living in that apartment with your two children, sort of thinking, what the fuck am I going to do, to meeting Tommy Hilfiger? Like, how does that happen? Well, it was three years. I was single for three years and I had a lot of fun. You know, I was in those three years sorting myself out financially. And I decided towards the end of that, that I wanted to possibly get into real estate. And then I got my, you know, real estate license, but I was always sort of looking for um, employment opportunities not that that's the easiest thing to do in, in Monaco, because as you know, Monaco is a place where most people have like made their cajillions and they're all kind of hanging out. But in any case, it was three years and I met Tommy very serendipitously. It was not like somebody set me up. I just happened to be somewhere and he was there and he had what I call wranglers. He had his yoga instructor on the beach and I, I didn't even realize that it was Tommy he had glasses on and, you know, he just wasn't, they didn't even say his last name. It was Tommy and he wasn't really on my radar, but when we did meet, I didn't know a lot about him, but my first initial reaction to him was what a nice person, you know, it developed from there. I wasn't thinking, Oh, this is Tommy Hilfiger. This is, you know, my future husband. Not at all. I didn't even know he was straight to be honest with you. I told you that. Hope he's not listening so. to this. <laughs> 
we yeah, loved him. A wonderful person. I thought this would be, you know, he's, he's so nice. He, he would be a great friend. And it, it all developed from there. I mean, he is. You're both so warm and loving. And I think that that's, you know, shows through. I feel like, I mean, you know, my, my boyfriend isn't Tommy Hilfiger, but, you know, he's got this very warm, very sort of, I took the opposite route. So I decided instead of downsizing, I was going to like upsize and make it work as in like, okay, I just put my intentions on my board. I knew how much money I had to make each month. I still do to cover my bills. And I thought if I can't cover my bills, I'll move out of the house, but I'm in my dream house. My dream house is going to make me work harder. And I'm with my, my dream guy, you know, and my dream guy obviously is a lot younger. So, you know, it's just different. So I, you know, I have to rely on my, myself, but I'm happy with that, you know, and I'm, I'm working 10 times harder and look, look at all the things that happened in the time that this happened. I didn't have this podcast, you know what I mean? And I was thinking, how's my face going to keep me going for how many years? You know what I mean? Which I don't know. And now it's my voice. So it's great. I feel like I found my Tommy. And he's amazing. And it's just, you know, he lets me be me just the way, you know, and, and allows me to sort of be free. And that to me is worth more than anything, to be honest. Absolutely. I think you found your Tommy too. You guys are adorable. And it warms my heart to watch you guys on Instagram. And, you know, that's what I would wish for anybody, for anybody. And I think it's true what you said about, you know, I think Tommy through his life has often you know, gotten into homes when he was starting out, he was telling me stories. He got into homes that he wasn't sure he could afford or not, but it's a way of motivating yourself and setting a high bar for yourself. And certainly it lights the fire and, you know, keeps you going. I think it's a great motivator. It does. And it's, you know, I'm always looking for the next thing as in like, okay, I'm not ready to give up. And as I said, I feel like at 44, I'm just getting going, to be honest. I was saying to on another podcast that, you know, sometimes from your friends, you hear always hear, stay where you are. The grass isn't greener. You know, um, there's so many single women. And I got a barrage of that. And there are a lot of single women, normally for very obvious reasons when you get talking to them, to be honest. You know, they're either ones that I feel have felt like they've been, they're bitter in life. They feel like the world owes them something. If you're a happy person and you have a good outlook, I really believe there's someone for everyone. I really do. There's a lot of like fear mongering. I, you know, like I said, with my father, I understand why he said that. And as well with your girlfriends and that, I think, you know, those people have this innate fear about going out into the world without a man or whatever. And I, I really just at that point, I, I remember thinking you know, I thought going through that divorce and, and breaking the family up was so horrific. It was like pulling a rug out from underneath. And I remember thinking I will never get married again because I never want to have that. I never want to experience that feeling again. But I, I think what you said about being a happy person is correct. You know, if, if you're happy, then you're a happy person alone, married, and it's important to not have fear and to not second guess yourself. It's so hard not to second guess yourself when society and friends tell you it's not possible. And that's the truth. You know, that's what I, I understood. I mean, I got it a lot. It's just, just (laughs) and your own dad. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Terrible. But like, you know, he's, he thinks he's protecting you. He thinks he's doing the right thing by you. That's what it's. The intention is love, but it's actually putting these sort of giant chains around you and you're already trying 
it's so hard to let go of what you need, you know, has to go anyway. And then to be rechained again by your own family saying it's not possible. So you, you know, you, you're just getting past the thing that you're going to make that decision. And then everyone else is telling you it's not possible. I got everybody telling me that, you know, Sergio was with me for all the wrong reasons. I don't know what those reasons are. I mean, he lived in Newport Beach, but you know, if, as I've said before, if he wanted a rich divorcee, he should have stayed there. And I'm certainly not those things. I don't believe that anyone can be there for the wrong reasons for that many years. I just don't. And spend the amount of time that we do. And, you know, but it's because they can't believe it because it's out of the ordinary. Like yours is, was in a way, you know, you had a fairy tale and and you start. And that's because I think we deserved it. You know, you clearly struggled to get out of something because it's real bravery. And if everybody did it and it was easy, we wouldn't all be where we are. It's like making money, isn't it? If it was so easy, everybody would be rich. Exactly. It does certainly take bravery. And, you know, to get outside your comfort zone is really the only way that one can ever grow, whether it's in relationships, whether it isn't, look, I've moved now. We, we've sold houses and I, I, I've been, you know, living in hotels and, you know, I've had things pulled out from under me that, have been my, you know, comforting to me to go into an un, unknown and, and it's always uncomfortable, but you've got to sometimes take a step back to take a leap forward and to, to grow and put yourself in a better place. And, you know, we all kind of, I think have experienced that. And I think you just have to have faith and, and, you know, believe that there is a reason I don't know. For me personally, that's what it always comes down. When I go through something very difficult, I always have to believe that there is a reason. Or you always just follow your gut blindly. Follow my gut, but follow like I have a, I wouldn't say I'm religious, but I have a f- faith that there is a reason why. I really believe that. So I might be in a horrible situation. I don't know any kind of situation that you might be in, you miss a flight or, you know, you have those days where something just doesn't go quite right. And I just play a game in my mind, like, okay, why this happened? Because it's, you know, something is meant to happen. And that faith just, you know, that's my little mind game (laughs) that I play to keep, keep myself without, you know, getting too stressed out. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss vacays, cheap Caribbean. It's time to get more of what you want and less of what you don't. Less stress at work, more fun in the sun, less to do on your plate, more tacos on your plate. Less thinking about the big picture, more margaritas in the picture. It's time for an all-inclusive beach vacation. CheapCaribbean.com has got you covered. You're so close now to chilling in Jamaica, partying in Cancun, or simply relaxing in the Riviera Maya. All-inclusive means you get more food, more drinks, more fun. Cheap Caribbean has no change fees, so when you book at Cheap Caribbean Resort and add trip protection, you can book with total confidence. Less money, less worry, more beach. Right now, you can take $100 off your next beach vacay when you visit cheapcaribbean.com slash divorcenotdead. Go to cheapcaribbean.com slash divorcenotdead and get a great deal. We'll see you on the beach. The trouble with what COVID's done for us all is it's shoved us in unnatural situations that normally we wouldn't have put ourselves into. 
And I think a lot of women out there are struggling now with, you know, finding their husbands home 24-7 or their children home 24-7. There's a lot of people struggling right now. And I, you know, and I think finding the difference of what, whether it's a real issue or is it a COVID issue? Can you surpass it? You know what I mean? Or because is it just a moment in time or can you get through this? And if you're really going to make, take the leap at this time, it's very, very scary for people. And, you know, leaving a marriage is always scary anyway. For me, and I'm clearly for you, I feel like the grass has been greener, definitely greener. And if you make the right decisions in your life, as you said, you know, and you turn them into a, a negative and into a positive, that you grow and good things just tend to, I don't know how, I really don't know how. A lot of times I think I've bitten off more than I can chew. And then it, then it just something arrives. It's just bizarre. I always say to, to people, I think you shouldn't stay where you're unhappy. Yeah. I would also say that it's the way in which you go about, if you've decided that your marriage is over or you are done, it's also the way in which you handle that situation, which will change the trajectory of, you know, you never want to get yourself in a situation where you've got this nasty awful, contentious divorce. I mean, when I did decide to do it and I think, you know, you're the same, you, you know, when there's children involved and by the way, Tommy is also divorced and he did the same thing. You have to go about it in a way which you, you know, you make it the least painful as possible for everybody because it is a painful thing. I think if you can keep yourself out of the mud, do you know what I'm saying? I think it's also how you go about the whole divorce process. And then going forward, you know, I'm still on good terms with my ex-husband. We'll always have those kids. I think that you are as well. You know, you wish them well, they're part of your life. They're never going away. This isn't like something where even though you divorce, doesn't mean that you're never going to see that person again. I speak to him every day. Weddings and graduations. And it just means you're changing the relationship, relationship, but you always will have a relationship with them. The thing is, because you've never done it before, you do have a bit of a shit show to start with. Also, you're scared. You know, your head's out of it, but you haven't done the deed yet. You haven't told them yet, or you haven't spoken to them about yet. And that's that's a very dangerous place to be because I have a lot of people I, I see go through this. And it changes your behavior because you're erratic you're anxious. You, I mean, I know about me, I partied too much. I drank too much. I did all of those things, which I'm glad I did anyway, whatever it got me to where I am today. You're nervous in a way, and you do things as super out of character because you're just not in a good space. You you don't, you know, you don't want to go home. You don't want to go out. You don't want to, you know, you, you don't even really know where to go. I can recognize someone that's on the verge of getting divorced a mile away. It's so funny. There's quite a few here. And, you know, it's just classic behavior. And I want to go and give them a hug and go, you're going to get through this. But it's like, you're trying to hide it, but instead you're cocking your own life up in a monumental way, because the only one that suffers is really you. And, you know, I think I wish I could understand or try and make this process better for somebody, because if it's not mutual and you haven't discussed it, you're so scared to break the other person's heart. You really are, you know, because ultimately, as you said, like, I did not love my husband. I did love him. I still do love him. He's a big part of my life and always will be. He, you know, whether he, he likes me very much or not right now, and she quite likes me right now. It's good. We're, we're doing well. But he didn't, for, he didn't <laughs> for a while. But, you know, yeah, we had dinner together, everything with, with Sergio. So it was great. But, you know, that's, I mean, look, I'm what, 
two years on now, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. Sharing the one lawyer, all of these things, it's really grown up and the way to go, because honestly, unless you are a billionaire, the only person that wins is a lawyer. Yeah, 100%. That's a huge thing. Tommy and my ex-husband talk all the time. We're all friends. I think time also with time, it actually just gets easier and better. Everybody moves on and... Oh, that's interesting. They have a separate relationship? Like they, they chat? Well, yeah. I mean, it's always within the framework of, you know, the kids or they like each other and they're actually really lovely and respectful to one another. There's no hard feelings or they're, they're wonderful. Did he remarry your ex-husband? No, no. You put him off for life. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently so. Yes. I think I might've done the same. Gotta be honest, (laughs) but that's all right. He's happily dating. But uh, I think it's the only way for the kids. So I think, you know, look at us now. And I'm not saying that we're like totally normal, but we're two, two different <laughs> definitely people. Definitely to- not totally normal. No, we're not, not totally normal. <laughs> but, you know, we're two different people from very and living two different lives, having done very much similar things, as in, you know, taking the leap and, and not knowing where you're going to go. And look, it's worked out. I mean, it's really to show you that you don't have to give up at our age. You know, you, you look like a rock star right now, Dee. I mean, you know, you are out more nights a week than I am at these, you know, well, maybe not anymore because of COVID, but you were at events and flying around the world and all this, the energy you guys have. I mean, you know, you're not ready to kick off your shoes and say, okay, that's it for me. Absolutely not. And, and you know, I'm turning 55 this year. Tommy just turned 70. I have to run circles to keep up with my 70-year-old husband believe it or not, who has more energy than anyone I know. And, you know, we just did a little, little dinner thing for him. And he told me, gosh, I feel, you know, I feel 40. And I was like, thank God, thank God. And at the end of the day, I think everything that we're saying goes back to one thing, which is your attitude, your attitude towards things changes everything. It changes your reality. I mean, your body looks young, you're 55 years old. And by the way, that would be considered like, oh, I went to the doctor the other day just to look at my eggs and they called me geriatric. That's what I'm called. (laughs) No, no, but I I mean, it's it's, that's an actual medical term. No joke. For my age group, I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know what you'd be. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so insulting. How can we be geriatric? It's insane. I mean, I'm pro- we're eligible for bus passes soon. And it's, like, it's so funny and it's so different. It's so wrong, people, because we're just, it really, it's just not like that anymore. And you look amazing. And I know that you haven't had like shitloads of surgery. So I don't know what you're doing. You have the fountain of youth. So, you know, I, I, it's positive, positive lives, positive energy and being true to yourself. And because you are genuinely, genuinely happy, right? It shines. Yeah. Look, I was happy before I met Tommy and I'm happy now with Tommy. I mean, I don't put my happiness, you know, onto him. Like you need to make me happy. I need to make me happy. You need to make your happy. I mean, your happiness has to come from within. And I'm fortunate enough that I was lucky enough to, to meet and marry somebody that's just as positive and optimistic as I am. So we have a great life together. You know, there's, we're, we're blessed. We have you know, no complaints, but I have to tell you that we were, you know, Tommy is self-made. We both 
at one point had a lot less and we're happy people. You know, I mean, I think, you know, it's easy to say, oh yeah, you're happy because you're married with Tommy and you know, you have all this stuff. It, it's got nothing to do with that. I can promise you because we both at one point had nothing and we were both happy, positive people. It's about your attitude. I love Full that. Stop. So thank you, Dee. I love that. And it's a really positive way to end because I really, really have told people time and time again that the man can't give you happiness. You can only give yourself happiness. Happiness is not down to whether your house has 16 bedrooms or two. Uh, trust me on this. I've grown. I've also grown up with both. And the, the, the bigger only comes with more, more worries. So on <laughs> that note, yes, take the leap you know, keep the faith because, you know, things when they're meant to be and you've, you've really thought about them and you've taken years, women don't just stand up one day and go, we're going, you know, you've thought about it. And when you've taken that decision, stick to it and go, go forth because pretty much the grass is greener if, if you're doing it for the right reasons. Right. So, 100%, 100%. And have faith. Have faith. Thank you, Dee. I've loved today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind-the-scene action. 